Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of The Main Show. I'm John. Hey, yeah, I'm here too. You are, I and I'm glad you're here. introducing myself at some point, and I don't remember which one I don't was. know, and we'll say it was a joke, but it probably, <laughs> probably wasn't. Probably not. Um, the only joke is this show that we've been <laughs> doing, uh, apparently for a hundred episodes of The Main Show, yes. I should specify. We've done closer to about 200 episodes overall, because we've had a lot of different adventures in podcasting since beginning Nerd Herder. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> and while we have done a lot of things under the brand of Nerd Herder, the main show itself, the thing we started this podcast for, um, has reached 100. Yes, it has. Um, we've been doing this for three years, so that's about 33 episodes a year. Um, and that's just pretty crazy uh, that we've been doing this much for that long. That we've done anything we've done is pretty impressive. And so um, we thought long and hard, which means about five minutes, uh, on what we should do. Because everybody always does something for the milestones. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the anniversary episodes, the big number episodes, the subscriber mile marks, all of those things are usually very commemorative. And so we wanted to do, we figured, we, we were peer pressured really into yeah. <laughs> doing Thanks, something. Guys. Thanks, internet. No, really. I mean, it's just if if we didn't, some someone would, and so um, yeah. It, it the thought came up um, I had of what would be the most significant thing to measure, and I feel like that would be f how much we've grown since our first episode. Yeah, and we have grown quite a bit looking back at this this dang script you got in front of you. <laughs> yeah, boy howdy. And and so it's not just a whimsical journey down memory lane. It's not just a uh, opinion piece of well, here's what I think has changed. We actually have notes. Yes, <laughs> we notes have from the past. We have the first episode that you can go back and listen to. Um, like, I don't recommend it. No. I mean, it was a, it was a fine episode. It was fine, but um, like, I, I reckon I recommend it for the sake after this to to just put our money where our mouth is. See how different we were back then. Yeah, we were um, nervous. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad episode, though. I, I in I listened to it in addition to pulling the script because um, I keep everything. I organize too much sometimes. It's true. So I could do that. I could go back and find our script and everything. And so, yeah. Um, yeah so that's what we're gonna do. We're basically gonna redo our first episode. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna really. do it to the best of our ability. We're we're just yeah. gonna. So we started out with a very introductory thing, and and what. Do fans use for introductions? You know, when you meet a nerd in the wild, you know, what do you do? You ask them things. You ask you them do. their favorite things, their least favorite things. You um, have some opinions. We have come to hate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like, oh, you like Star Wars? What did you think of The Rise of Skywalker? Yes. It's like, oh okay. my gosh. Where? Um, I don't think you were with me. I think I was somewhere else where that happened um, at dinner. And I, I know it's happened to us it happens together. constantly. But very recently it happened... Um, to me at dinner with someone where it was just like our waiter uh, found out like I either my tattoo or something I don't remember but he was like oh Star Wars yeah you like Star Wars and it's like yeah obviously um, you <laughs> no, know it's like what did you is... think of Rise of Skywalker and it's just like I liked it yeah and it was just an excuse for him to complain about it but <clears throat> no no matter how good or bad the intentions are sometimes questions are a good way yeah. to find out and here's the uh, thing more about each other we answer 
honestly every single time and tell the people yeah. even if they just like mention it in passing we love all of star wars yeah i think um i think i mentioned on an episode we didn't release um yes. not long ago where i'm like i i to my detriment take thoughts. things seriously like when people ask me questions about things if they're being sarcastic i even if i know i don't care i'm gonna answer it yeah. like if you sarcastically ask me about oh but he's a you know, related to this guy. I'm going to tell you no, and mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> You're such a nerd. I, <laughs> I love I it am. so much. And so I can't let it go. So yeah, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you things. Yeah. Um, Not only are you going to get, I loved The Last Jedi. I'm going to tell you exactly what I loved about it and right. the characters that I loved in it. Well, and that's what I try to do. I always yeah. try to say, like, you know, Ray's story was very important to me. Um, I liked the action. I thought mm -hmm. that the elements crossing over from all the trilogies was very cool. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be specific because I feel like that's what people don't do when they talk about Like, you just think I like a hot Jedi lead character. Which we do, but you, at you the You just same think time. I, 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 you know, like, you boil it down yeah. so often. Like, oh, well, you just like that. You're just that. You're this. And it's, no, some yeah. people have, people should have deep reasons for why they love what they love. If they don't, they should think about it and find those deep reasons because, I mean, and it, actually, no, I don't even agree with what I just said. Sometimes it's okay just to like things because yeah. sometimes people like them for a reason, though. Both are okay, and they and they should be socially acceptable. Oh, yeah. Look, man, there is no deep reason that I loved Halloween Kills. I just loved it, okay? We're going to talk about that. We're going to. So that's a segue <laughs> into a commercial for next week, so go ahead and let you know. Um, next week is our last episode of Nerdyverse of the Spooky Season, although that's year-round for us. Uh, it is socially acceptable to only do it through one month of the year. I disagree. And so, with next week being the last week of October, um, we're going to do another spooky Nerdyverse, and we're going to talk about the Halloween movies. We are. We uh, really the are. series, because we've wanted to find an excuse. Uh, we recently watched Halloween Kills, as, as mentioned, um... And we have opinions about the movies, and yeah. so we needed an excuse. So we're just going to jam it all together because it all just we're going to jam kind of it does in, that. all messy, just like the cult of it's Thorn gonna nonsense. It's going to be crazy. So uh, that's a preview of next week. Um, but yeah, so a great introduction to people is questions, finding out more about them, and, yeah. and so that was, of course, a great place for us to start um, with Star Wars stuff, and that's where we did. We also took time to explain the concept. And, yeah, um, as if people had never heard a podcast before. Well, less podcasty, but more just like, why why us? Yeah. Um, and, you know. It, you had nothing better to the, do. The That's first the thing answer. to point out, and, and you, you pointed it out when we were looking at this and everything. Yes. It would, like, and it I, I even said earlier, I, I was able to pull the script. I can't do that for the last... 50 episodes probably. Because there was no script. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone listening uh, or any of our, our more recent friends the last couple of years uh, and followers of the podcast and everything, I don't know if you can tell, but we just kind of sit down and talk on a microphone. Yeah. Like we record our conversation That's now. my favorite nonsense though. Um, but when we started out, we thought we would be professionals and we would script everything. And I mean everything. Every single thing down to jokes and to, interactions. To be, well, to be fair, uh, coming from a public speaking background, that was <laughs> like the only experience I could transfer into this. Yeah, we used to be so young and full of hope. And so like my thing was like, 
all right, well, I know this gives a good presentation, so clearly that's what we need to do for the podcast. And that's what I would do. I wouldn't rely on me remembering a story uh, that I would tell to open up a presentation. Yeah. I would write that story, you know, because, I mean, when you turn on the microphones, when you get in front of a crowd, when you just start talking, millions of different possibilities can happen. You are a multiverse when you are given a platform. And so if you want to make sure that some of the multiverse exists, but that key timelines are more canon than the others, you script it. Yes. We <laughs> so, are the TVA just doing our best. Right. Here. Exactly. So I was, I was uh, Morbius and I tried to script things. Does that make um, me Loki? We have got, yes, absolutely. Oh, yes. Um, we have, gotten far and away from that as a yes, model. Yes, very far and very away. Um and and I I think that I think that's good. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think we've been able to be more open and honest and and again, we've been able to take advantage of the multiverse of uh what what are we going to talk about? We know the yeah. subject matter, we've done some research, but like what what is that going to lead to? Are we going to talk about a childhood story or are we going to talk about you know how this this thing translated to a silly real life experience. I I don't know. It, you yeah. know, it, it's it's. I did a Werner Herzog impression for that a was little bit scripted, too long, and it would have never been if I was. A, it's still <laughs> scripting things. You mustn't look away. I, that's Werner what Herzog really happened. Impression. I realized I couldn't control you, and so it just like you, John. The Nerd Herder podcast has just been you slowly, like slowly. taking control of the universe. Exactly, <laughs> just slowly. Putting my little tiny fingies into all of those pies. Absolutely. Just getting put in free speech jail every week. So anyway, so yeah, that was one, that's one big thing you'll find. It's very, um, and I, I will say that's part of what has, like when I listen back, I would say that's part of what made it still good listening. But I know there's episodes we've done where it's just like, this was much better in writing or in our head than recorded. We were also more self-conscious, I think. Where we were just like, you know, this has to be great. This has to be on the uh, same level as these podcasts that we like. And we even listed out a bunch of podcasts yeah, I was that gonna, we were I inspired was, by. I was just going to say, like, that's one of the things early on um, that we talked about in the first episode was the justification. Because, like, all these great other people exist. Mm-hmm. All of these other content creators exist. Why would we choose to add to that? Well, you know... Because we're us and they're them. Mm-hmm. And so as much as we preached about our individual side of things, our uh, personal take, we also went against that directly by trying to fit trends and trying to yeah. do what we liked about other creators. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest ways we've definitely grown is figuring out what just works for us and doing that. Yeah. While still appreciating what other people do that works for them. And, you know, we've gotten a lot more used to podcasting, I'll say. Like, back back in the day, I never would have uh, done the amount of guesting on other people's podcasts that I do now. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, without you. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Uh, but I think It's honestly better that way. <laughs> I disagree. I like you a lot. You're an amazing person. Of course other I'm, podcasts would want you. I'm fine. <laughs> you sell yourself, sure. okay. Every everybody that loves Boop bombard her with love after please this episode. Please don't, dear God, please don't. Okay, so don't when you get random it. texts and messages, you'll know they've listened to the episode. Apparently. Um. What's up, Kev? 
but yeah, I well, and that's that's a key factor. And before we, um, before we get into the uh, the questions that we had answered originally, and and so we're not just going to be just going back and redoing it. We're going no. to uh, go over what we had originally done. So we spoilers for our first episode, I guess. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear it from the mouth of the horses, you can still listen to it, but. We are going to spoil our answers for the original episode. Nay. Basically to say how stupid we are. <laughs> exactly. A little bit. I oh, no, 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 no. I was stupid. So, no. You it, you were a different answers. person. You were you were yeah. you were a different person, a different I was, fan. I was a different person with different We opinions. both were. We we both were for sure. Yeah. Um so that that to say before we get into that, a completely original question for this one hundredth episode of Nerd Herder. Yes. Um, how how would you say you've grown just as you because of the podcast? Ooh. Not because of the brand. Like not not how has Nerd Herder changed, but how have you changed? Well, for one thing, like I said, I think I've become a bit more outgoing when it comes to interacting with other people um at podcast things. Um, I remember we went to a podcast meetup in 2019 at Celebration, and I was just like the small child kitten in the corner being so afraid to talk to anyone. But we, now... We were only nine or ten months into podcasting that's when true. we went to Celebration, too. We, we had stickers and buttons, and that was it. And that like, was when that was originally why we got swag. Yeah. <laughs> like to go we to the swag fresh. party. Yeah. yeah. And now I, like, I hear stories of other people at Celebration, I'm like, dang it. I wish I could have held Yeah, there's so there. many people we know now. Freaking Scotty and Jerry yeah. met at Celebration. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, even still, I discover as we grow uh, on social media, especially Twitter, where somebody will share a picture, share a story, and it's just like, holy, we, we were, were there. Right there. We were there. So like, it's so great. I completely get it. Yeah, I, I'm, I constantly go back in my memory, and I'm like, have I seen these people? Probably. But here's, here's the consolation prize. They were at Celebration, we were at Celebration, but did they meet Dave Filoni? No, they did not. <laughs> I met Dave Filoni, and he gave me a sassy answer when I asked him to stop Which killing my favorite on characters. Brand. I'm looking at my uh, my Rex helmet right now, seeing that it from, is yeah, from Celebration, yeah. by D. Bradley Baker, and I'm just like, oh, that was so cool. That was so dang cool, dude. So thinking back to uh, you at Celebration. I, and even before then, like I, I was not a public speaker in general. <laughs> so I, I think I've, I've gotten better at talking to people. Definitely. But also, you know, I, I don't think I ever would have like done a takeover episode like I did last week. Um, talking about something that I'm generally knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I think I've become more confident in that way too, where I'm just sort of, I don't know. I got better at podcasting. You got comfortable being you. Yeah. Um, oh, oh yes. That's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, came out of the closet. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty great. Um, and, you know, just feeling comfortable in my own skin, which is lovely. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the big thing is like this. It, it's, it's weird because like you'd like to think that we would have gone on these personal journeys anyway, but I don't know because, no. and I don't think it's because we sit in front of microphones i just think it's because of the doors this has opened the communities it's built the friendships that it's made i think that by starting a podcast we have stepped into a world we never would have stepped into mm -hmm. and thereby been changed in ways we would have never been changed no and we've 
dug out a little weird corner of the internet for ourselves where we've filled it with people that love us for who we are and have created a safe environment, I'll say, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so and if you agree with that, you should smash the like button, subscribe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> Boba, you're my co-host now. <laughs> uh, so funny you bring up Boba, and I'll come back to the question eventually. Yeah, sure. Um, so, no, I can't because that's part of, that's one of the questions. All right, so okay. I'll answer my question okay. now. Okay, answer your um, question. I, I would say, so for you becoming more comfortable, I like because. I do think looking back, and we'll talk about it with some of your answers, I think it was very much um, you leaned on a lot of perceptions of Star Wars and Star Wars fandom to fill in the gaps where you were still growing. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was not at all as knowledgeable as I am now about canon and stuff like that. And and not even knowledgeable although yes i mean like and that's a big part watching a star wars theory video or watching a star wars explained video but and one of those is better than the other um doesn't mean anything like get the encyclopedia yourself get the cross-section book yourself not draw your own conclusions you butthead right well yeah not just to give disney more money but like but also do, do do your own studying and research because literally you can present information to two different people and they'll and they'll take that different, like the, the information will remain true, but they'll take that differently. Oh, yeah. And that's profoundly human. And that's what we're supposed to do. It's supposed to be your experience. And so knowledge is cool and everything, but even getting knowledge yourself can profoundly impact your fandom and just your personality in general. Yeah. Um, but not just knowledge. I, I would say you've gotten more comfortable just being opinionated. Like, yeah, it's not just about what you can and can't point out is right or wrong or which edition mm-hmm. uh, of the special editions this came from or whatever. Like, I think also just the fact of just like, I just think this, it, like, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, you know, house two is a good movie and I'm tired of <laughs> pretending like it's not, it's better than the first one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I think that, um, you know, you've, you've grown in that capacity. I think I've, grown softer in how i approach the fandom i shut up uh you did this to me that's not what i meant at all i like you how you are but you have become a lot more open to other people's opinions absolutely like i used to think being a good fan was being the encyclopedia was being you were encyclopedia that could say this is the best because of these film points like it's the best because the industry says so or it's the best because of these feats and and these achievements, technical Show feats, F E A T people, feats, John. never. Um, it's not about that. Although that can be fun and cool, it, like just because something is arguably the best film, yeah, by technical standpoints, doesn't mean it's got to be the favorite. Just because something was so poetically written doesn't mean it's got to be more meaningful than something else. Like, I got more comfortable with just general emotions, personal emotions, things that were just mine and didn't have very solid evidence for being my favorites. They just were. And sharing those opinions and feelings with other people as well. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. You've gotten so good at that. I mean, because I used to be able to have arguments because I had facts, but now I have arguments because I feel like it, it was more about, no, this is my opinion because it matters to me, not because I can prove it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I would say that's how I've grown for sure. And, and um, I think we'll see both of, of our comments in, in our questions and everything. So I agree. And please don't hold it against me. I was young. <laughs> she knows not what she does. It's true. Um, no, I mean, I say I, I, I own it. I mean, mine aren't as bad as yours. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Mine are bad. But I don't don't hold it. I don't hold any of it against you. And I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, how bad was I? I I, I think that, again, that's just where you were as a person and fan. It's one of those things like I I look back and I cringe, but that's just because I know that I've grown as a person. Exactly. Embrace the cringe. And I think that's the big thing is you are. You are no longer someone you wouldn't want to meet at Star Wars Celebration. Yes, that is accurate. I wouldn't <laughs> want to hang out with you. And me. I don't mean that in a bad way, because I, I always want to hang out with you at Star Wars Celebration. Well, you're legally at, obligated At the same to. way, I'm not who I would have been at the same time. So, you know, I don't say that independent of myself. We are both different people, and we are the kind of fans we want to hang out with. Yeah. That we want to have in this community we've built. Exactly. And loudly think, opinionated, but positively opinionated. Exactly. And accepting. And I think that's yeah. that's the goal. Be like who you want to be around. Uh, not in a like, ridiculous way. Like, don't sell your soul to fit in. But like, I'm going to be Elvira. If you want to be a nice person, hang out with nice people. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yes. Anyway, not that we weren't nice. But um, so we had we, we, we had seven questions. And I likely picked that because uh, seven is just the best number. Um, Nerd. I just like sevens, okay? I know. It's a I good know. number. Um, so in addition to our completely original question we just asked, yes. we, we have a few here. And so um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to say our current answers and then reveal what our past answers were? Or do you want to start with, you said this originally. Is it the same? I think we What's should better- go with... Current answer versus past answer. Okay, so current first. Yes. And then compare to what you said. Yeah. See? Not because scripted. Because I don't want to be judged. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'm cringing at myself. If, if anybody judges you for personal growth, I feel like they're missing the point. And also, yeah. why are you listening to this podcast? Because you are not the kind of... Get out of here, man. <laughs> you're not the kind of clientele we... We don't serve your kind here. I'm just kidding. Wow. I have to say... I'm kidding, because people will take that out of context. legal reasons, that was a joke. But get out. Anyway, so how were you introduced to Star Wars? This is not one I feel would have changed. (laughs) I mean, I actually, it changed a little bit. A little bit. Okay, Um, do tell. Well, I've told the story before all the time, going home and watching Star Wars with my dad. Uh, He took us out of school to go see uh, Red Revenge of the Sith. Don't judge me. <laughs> they, yes. all, they both start with R. I can Revenge completely understand. Sin. He took us to go see the third <laughs> movie in the prequel trilogy. <laughs> yes. Um, which is one of my, you know, it's a core memory, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, that was one of the coolest things my dad ever did for us. Um, but later in life, I don't think I became a Star Wars fan until are this gonna, happened. Are you going to be mushy? I'm going to be 
heck of mushy. All right. All right. I'll I, allow it. When we went to go see um, The Force Awakens together, and, you know, sub- subsequently later started this podcast, um, I think that's what solidified me as a Star Wars fan. Because I didn't just have, you know, my preconceived opinions about Star Wars, you know, what was bad and what was good. I got to experience it from the perspective of someone kind of starting over with a new trilogy. That's why I consider the sequel trilogy my Star Wars trilogy. If I can make a bold statement. No, I agree. I get that. And I I think that's what's been alongside your your journey, for sure, too. Absolutely. Um, Also, watching The Clone Wars. For the first time. Yeah, sure. Like that, that was kind of that was partially a what made it real for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I had a rebirth in Star Wars. My reintroduction uh, through The Force Awakens. The Force Awakened in me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's been an awakening, John. <laughs> Have you felt it? Oh it was my me. gosh. It was you. Um, no, that's cool. No, I get that. And and yeah, I I, I think that's what makes... That's definitely what helps. Um, I I think our, or I'll say my appreciation for the newer content mm-hmm. is number one, it's good, but number two, it's been something I've enjoyed experiencing because of you, this podcast, our friends. So yeah. it's been hard for me to find problems because I've just enjoyed the ride so much. Yeah. Um. So I can definitely say that, like. Not much of an introduction, but definitely a continuation of that uh, joy of Star Wars has been the sequel trilogy. Um, I had said, and it's still true, um, it's never changed. And I I never had this. There was a lot of things. There's a lot of fandoms, um, things I love that took breaks, were very seasonal. um, And even still sometimes are seasonally. Mm-hmm. Uh, more relevant, more important. Um, you know, it's very nostalgia based, but um, Star Wars was never one of those. So I never really took a step out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the sequel trilogy started up something new that I didn't expect to get, but all the while I was real. I was I was enjoying uh, uh, Clone Wars and um, and Rebels and everything. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, I. It was different, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't new. And so for me, it's just the classic introduction um, through uh, my mom where uh, I she had had the uh, original trilogy recorded. Um, and I know I watched it there first because that was we didn't own Star Wars legally and officially. Of course not. Uh, until later. So I know it was that uh, because I rediscovered that. Man, like probably 2003 or so, much later, um, I was a much bigger Star Wars nerd now, and the prequels were obviously coming out, and I rediscovered this old recorded tape, and it had Star Wars Episode 1, 2, and 3 written, like that that was the title on, on the VHS tape, and I remember freaking out, like, I'm such an idiot, I'm such a <laughs> stupid child, I remember freaking out, because I'm like, how did we've got a copy of all of them? We we can watch the new one. We can see how it ends. I was so stupid. You were, uh, but precious. And so, of course, but that was when I discovered. I that's when I'd found out the truth of of it wasn't always uh, four, five, and six. It wasn't always one, two, and three, and everything. That that was the moment that Easter egg awoken uh, for me. 
That's when the uh, the egg pops open. Like uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, up until that point, I don't know. I guess I just never really thought about it. I'd seen it there, and then later on, got the special editions, and it was just Star Wars. It was just yeah. what I watched regularly. I didn't think about episode this, that, and the other. I just yeah, I ditto. just watched it and enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, it was just. One of those things, I wish I could be like, you know, there was this master plan and my mom planned on it. She didn't plan on no, any of that. She you just found that nut. Yeah, it, it just happened. And so, uh, yeah. And then all these years later, it's just still very important to me. Yeah. And it's gotten even more important to you. Absolutely. You big nerd. Different ways, different reasons. It's it's remained significant uh, in my life. So I'm I'm glad my mom had a bad habit of recording things. <laughs> Um, she probably shouldn't have. Probably. So, there you go. <laughs> Which is very um, on brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Anything good about my mom was probably questionable. <laughs> uh, and she passed it all on to me, so. It's part of why I love you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, th- now, that one, not really any significant no. change, although I appreciate the new perspective. Yeah. Um, now that the, what kind of began our joint Star Wars journey has ended. Um, you know, I was, oh. I was reading an article about, uh, well, not about, but it was Daisy Ridley talking about something else, but then talking about like, yeah, we started this process when I was like 22 and now I'm 29. And it's just like, oh my <gasps> gosh, it like, we were newlyweds. Yeah, like we've gone through a multi-year journey with this weird fake sp- space opera and, and mm-hmm. that's significant. And that was something we experienced, uh, together and, and are so we newlyweds are special we had, that was uh, well i mean depends i don't believe in the concept of newlyweds but it was the year we were married yeah. we were married in january it came out in december dang dude mm-hmm. wow so um yeah and that's why i said that, and that began a tradition for us like that yeah. began the all right christmas we do this um and we did that for as long as there was a star wars movie to see leading up to uh the rise of skywalker and this so. year we're gonna die well, we've got Book of Boba Fett. Thank yes, goodness for Disney do. Plus, because otherwise Christmas... Keeping our marriage alive. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Star Wars. Um, so, second question, uh, and this is where things start to change. Favorite movie? <laughs> All right, so... I don't remember what I put. Hang on, let me get it. Um, I, I mean, I can you go start. First. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I originally said, I know I'm, I, I'm doing it my way. I know you, how you want to present it so that people don't hate you on the internet. Not that that's going to happen. Oh, I know. I'm just doing however I want. Because you do it how you want, baby. I can. So originally I said Empire Strikes Back. Is that still true, John? No. And <laughs> and this is an example of what I was talking about. The reason I picked Empire Strikes Back and the reason I said for a long time is because if you were a good Star Wars fan, and I'm thinking this this is what my mentality was. This is not factual. But if you're a good Star Wars fan, you like the best film of Star Wars. Like, from so many angles, whether you're a Star Wars fan, whether you're a film fan, whether you're a yeah. sci-fi fan. You're a pretentious I, like, nerd. There's there's so many ways you can break down how The Empire Strikes Back is a technically perfect film. Those feats, though. It's a great sequel. It's a great Star Wars film. And it continues to leave a legacy that impacts the judgment of all other Star Wars content. When we're comparing many a star wars film and many a character journey we're kind of coming and back a sequel to, to boot yeah we're coming back to empire strikes back yeah when we're saying uh, 
how good was the sequel? Yeah, it, we're we're saying is it is it you know Empire quality or is it something more akin to one of the you know Friday sequels where it's just it never gets better. It doesn't. <laughs> um, it doesn't get better until Jason X. So I I picked that because not not because it was my favorite. Although I love the Empire Strikes Back, I I really do, um, and for reasons that are completely mine. So I I know I love this movie, but I don't love it more than what I think is my favorite movie. And no amount of facts and bullet points is going to change my mind about that. But my favorite movie uh, is The Phantom Menace. Um, I don't foresee that changing because I feel like that's a super honest answer. And like the reasons I love this movie are super personal. Mm -hmm. I don't, know that any other film is going to have the power to dethrone that from star wars um we'll see but yeah i mean it's just i've come around to the realization that this is what makes me happy this is the star wars movie that most speaks to why i continue to love this silly thing yeah um it for me just has everything i need to remember why i love star wars and just why i love the the things this little uh, fictional universe uh, has done for me. So yeah, yeah. My answer has completely changed. Mine has too. Because I, I also said Empire Strikes Back. Yes, for the same exact reason. Because I wanted to be liked by the Star Wars fandom, which I was not at that point a part of. But now that I have grown as a person in general, and also you know recognized, I don't have to impress a single person. It's really just silly and stupid to want to, you know, sit back and be like, oh, yeah, I like the good one, you mm-hmm. know. But now. Because nobody's going to argue no, with No Empire. one's going to argue with Empire. No one's going to call me a fake fan. Everybody, everybody's going to. It's going to be. I totally. I get it. My favorite, though, is, you know, like they're, they might have a different answer, mm-hmm. but they're always going to be like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Always. I'm the different one, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as we keep watching Star Wars together as a family, and as I went back and revisited the prequels, which I was originally, you know, reluctant to do, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Hang on. I highlighted a quote somewhere um, from the script. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay not to like everything. Um, but we don't have to be hurtful about it. I'm not a huge prequel fan, as you'll come to see. Um, uh, oh, this is this early. It's part of why John wants me to watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars so badly. Yeah. But just because I don't like the prequels as much as the originals or the sequels, I don't ridicule or hurt, hurt those that do. That's a quote from me directly. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about <laughs> like this little time capsule. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, I mean, the sentiment's still there and true, and we still oh, firmly believe that. 100%. I'm you, never going to poo-poo anybody's opinions. Yeah, you cannot like anything exactly. you want. Just don't be a douche about it. Exactly. Well, that's a useful tool. I, I would akin it to something more useless. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and now, after watching The Clone Wars, which is my favorite Star Wars show, I'm going to say... I love The Phantom Menace so dang much. So you're still stealing my answer. It's still The Phantom Menace. (laughs) 
that's not just my favorite Star Wars movie. It is my favorite movie mm-hmm. altogether. Mm-hmm. Because it is one of the most nuts movie I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's got political intrigue. It's got a princess, not even a princess, a queen being a cool person. It's got Jake Lloyd. <laughs> that it does. It does. It's got some of the best sound design that you've ever heard in your entire life. And I'm, I kick myself daily for not appreciating it for what it was all, the, all that time ago. Yeah. Because now I watch that to feel joy. <laughs> and, and I think that's the big thing is, is learning to have fun with, learning to enjoy, not yeah. in a scientific formula, but just enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, and so I think we've both come around to and, and gotten more comfortable with just the way we like Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, for Pete's sake, y'all, you... I cannot hear the duel of fates without smiling yeah, at this and, point because of all of the implications it has for the story of Darth Maul. Well, and I think that you, you've brought up a really great thing and then we have to move on of, yeah. um, just for the sake of time because we don't want this to be like our first episode and be an hour and a half long. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um, it, it's about enjoying it in layers too, I think. Um, part of what retroactively made The Phantom Menace for you better was all of the things that came after it like yeah it's so easy to isolate things and make it well you know, and i didn't pay attention the first time i watched the phantom menace a lot of people didn't. i was bored it, it to be fair it did change the game of what to expect from a star wars film but it basically put on the forefront things that were always there the empire yeah. was always an allegory for america during vietnam like yeah the the political stuff the 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 commentary the indictment the um, hopeful and wishful thinking of, of uh, uh, you know, how things can change and turn around was always there. It's just in different doses and everything. I like, I, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, it's always, it's always been political. It's always been yeah. real. And that's and why. It wasn't it can... until I was an adult that I watched it again. And Which is fair. When you started to care about, more about politics, exactly. too. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know how you can enjoy things in a bubble yeah. with Star Wars. Um, I think every new thing, and you don't have to, but every new thing that comes out that adds to the universe makes everything else, it doesn't replace it. It just makes it better. Yeah. It just enhances it. So um, next, going to uh, least favorite movie. So we did a favorite, least favorite yeah. kind of rhythm here. We won't have as much time to talk about no. this, just going ahead and heads up. Yeah. So for you... Um, I don't feel like your answer's changed. <laughs> no, it really hasn't. It was the holiday special. Right, but... Uh, but, but almost the Phantom yeah. Menace. Yeah, if you listen back, and you can and you can do that for more details, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you, were, you, were pre- you were pretty close to putting the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I convinced... I, I'm pretty sure I sabotaged you and was like, okay, wait, but... Yeah. The holiday special. Which exactly. normally you wouldn't rank, you wouldn't count. No. And I think you did that for me as a favor. It's true. Just to be nice. Yeah, I am a nice person. Um, and I had said uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, That's first, changed for First sure. of all, I'll even say the holiday special for me. I, I have more appreciation for it than anything. It's mm-hmm. still not great, but I still appreciate it far more than I used to. Oh, yes. Um, I, can, I can watch that and have fun. Yeah, you can sit back and watch Grandpa watch porn. You should be able to. Um, 
Attack of the Clones, least favorite movie. I don't like these questions anymore. No. Um, I don't like it because it's always going to be spun in a way that makes it seem like, haha, see? That it, it is bad because so and so said so. And I just, I don't like feeding to that fuel. Um, give me fuel, give and, me fire, give me that wish. <laughs> and Attack of the Clones, I, I've come around more to in, anyway because it was from finding more people that really, really loved this movie that pointed out things where I'm just like, I kind of had a mm-hmm. subtle appreciation for it, but then started to see, wow, no, that actually is great. Yeah, it's wow, a freaking this is film fun. noir in it's, Star Wars. It's so good. It's just different. It's yeah. just different um, than The Phantom Menace. It's different than Empire Strikes Back, but that doesn't make it uh, bad in any way. Um, so if I had to pick a least favorite Star Wars film, I wouldn't. Yeah. I agree, one hundred percent. All right, favorite character. Yeah, uh, I originally said IG eighty eight. Yeah, which is he's still in my top three. Better I mean, be because we have so much IG eighty eight stuff. <laughs> I have so many IG eighty eight sitting yep. on that shelf over there. Um, Everybody and, loves a good murder bot. Well, like he was kind of my introduction to Star Wars novelizations before Clone Wars, where you found this thing to obsess over, like this thing that was like, oh my gosh, this is interesting. Yeah. There was the book. There was Tales from the Bounty Hunter. And the first story is I am. I think therefore I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is just pure sci-fi robot going on a killing rampage, which was my nonsense. Yeah. It it still is. Didn't know Star Wars could do that. Exactly. Like, it was the story of IG-88 going on his first killing spree and how he was on uh, the executor uh, with Vader. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what? That that's what sparked the interest of I I want to know more. I want I want I'm willing yeah. to move forward in a fandom with this. If everything's going to be like this, which it's not. But <laughs> it opened my eyes to a bigger universe. Sure. I I had taken my first steps into oh a larger gosh, world. Oh my gosh, you don't stop with these goofy quotes. <laughs> Absolutely uh, but not. But yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why we preach so heavily because we've seen it play out so much. Yeah. Of find your thing. Find it. Everybody has a thing. Like this, you might not have liked this. This might not have been the best. But trust me, keep going. Find something you do like and you your whole world could be changed. For some of my coworkers, it's been High Republic. Like if yeah. just sit down and read or listen to <laughs> High Republic. Mark Thompson does a fantastic job with those audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Even if he can't say Markeon Rowe correctly. <laughs> he says Marchion. He he does his best. He was on podcast The Wills last night. Absolute yeah, stunning. Uh, he he does a good him. interview. He's a cool he's a cool guy. Um, I hope to meet him one day. Oh, he's fantastic. So IG eighty eight still the same? Nope. Darth Maul. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because he's also on the shelf with all I, your IG eighty eight. Yep. You've got your murder boy and your murder bot. I listen. It's a weird sitcom. I love deep villains so much. It's the reason I love Hannibal Lecter, is I love the quiet fury behind Maul that Sam Witwer brought to him. I also love the incredible physicality that Ray Park brought to him. Mm -hmm. I love everything to do with that character, and I'm still salty that he died. Yeah. I loved his Well, I mean, it was going to happen eventually. Solo so much. Sure. You were there. I mean... You saw me freak out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, in that, you know, and that's what... uh, led to the journey through Star Wars Rebels was your fascination with the character and mm-hmm. how important he eventually became to that story and everything. Yeah. So. Maul is a character study in spite. And I'll say you helped me like Maul as a character, not just as 
just awesome villain because mm-hmm. it's easy to boil him down to just that as yeah. a foil to Kenobi, but he is such a tapestry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone through such a journey. So uh, I've been able to appreciate that more and even sympathize more with him too because yeah. of how, I, again, he's stayed in such a forefront of uh, Star Wars content lately. You know, yeah. he's gotten more comics, he's gotten more stories. And so all of my abandonment issues can be <laughs> explored through the character of Darth Maul. A lot of issues could be explored through Maul. Um, I had originally said, uh, and as I tend to do, so I said my fanboy answer is Boba Fett, but my favorite answer is Anakin. And the reason I, I said that, and the reason it's still kind of the same, is because Boba Fett's always been my favorite. Yes, Boba Fett is amazing. And for no good reason. And, well, that's not He's entirely cool. true. I liked I liked a lot of stories. I liked a lot. I had some of the comics. I had Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Um, that was my book. So, you know, yeah, I, I read those right stories. Now. I knew those things. So I had reasons to like Boba Fett, but also I just liked Boba Fett because he was cool. Nothing important. Yeah. I don't see myself in Boba Fett. I don't relate to him in any way. If anything, I wish I was him because then I would have a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> well, true. Uh, but anyway, he's got Din now. Um, no, I, and I have an adoptive father and it's not a lizard man, so I'm okay. I mean, um, but as far as we know, there's no significant stuff. He's, I just really like him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited about the book of Boba Fett because it's going to be awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know what you guys want. I, I can't make a serious answer for this. I, I just love the dude. Yeah. Um, but when I think of favorites, I think of. Uh, and, and this was true then, it's true now, I, I think of things that are more personally meaningful. Yeah. And as far as characters I do see more of myself in and do relate more with, it is Anakin. Um, I, you know, so much, so many points of his story have uh, been an a, illustration of some experience I've had, have been a reminder of the choices I should make and everything like that. So it's it's been yeah. personally important and meaningful and also... I just, I love him. He's he's a well-rounded character. He's deep and complex while also being the fun, likable one of the of the show, of the crowd and everything. So, um, yeah, that hasn't really changed. Yeah. He is a character study in going to therapy. Pretty much, yeah. For Pete's like, sake, go to therapy. Um, you know, I mean, I and as far as favorites go, I have so many other favorites, but yeah. that one's more personal. Oh, yeah. Um, least favorite character? Oh. Um. I feel like the only reason to talk about this one is because um, growth they've changed. Yeah. Yes, um, I had originally said C three PO. Yeah, that one changed quite a bit. Didn't that it? thank thank goodness for the rise of Skywalker. Thank it completely me. changed uh, how I looked at the character, and, and I didn't love Anthony him. Daniels speak, hmm? and just listening to Anthony Daniels speak at celebrations. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing too. Is I had disconnected a lot, and I just drove into the ground why I just hated this annoying character. And I'd never made it about Anthony Daniels, but by extension, it was also, I was crapping on some guy's life's work. Um, And I think, yeah, like him in person talking about it added that perspective where I'm just like, yeah, you you really get to see the person. I cannot like this character and not be mean about it. Um, But then Rise of Skywalker came out and I'm just like, oh my gosh, C-3PO is actually great in this movie. Um, He was useful. He was funny. He was a part of the gang, and I didn't feel like he was holding it back at all. Um, I liked it. I can't say it's retroactively make me like everything of C-3PO, but 
I can say that there are high points of C-3PO's character for me. Yeah, uh, he he is a genuinely fantastic part of Star Wars. So if I had to pick a least favorite character, um, I don't have the same policy on characters as I do the films. <laughs> Um, I really should have thought about this more. You really should have. Because I'm just trying to think, what's a character I generally just like meh about? And, and I think that's what I'm trying to pull out of my hat here is just... Yeah. I mean, and that, that alone should show where it's just like, I really don't spend as much time as I used to on negatives yeah. as far as like Star Wars stuff. Because I, I, like, I, I don't immediately have an answer because... Yeah, I have I don't, an answer. I don't really dwell <laughs> horribly on that who you don't like yeah uh yeah i don't know that one droid from the cantina i don't know Um, (laughs) there were a few what about you well uh, i'm again cringing at myself i said jar jar binks yeah originally because because to be fair you in general were annoyed by the phantom menace yeah and he was a part of that yeah I was of the internet mind of, well, why is he acting like that? That's stupid. I, I don't understand why, you know, he's such a dumb, clownish character. And then I discovered the beautiful person that is Ahmed Best. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he was just, he was doing what he was supposed to be doing in that scene. And he got absolutely so much hate. Yeah. And it makes me so upset thinking back and being like, we screwed this dude over. Right. And we made him, you know, hate himself for a little while. Which is, you know, an awful thing that yeah. the fandom did to him. Because they thought that they were being cool and clout chasing. And you know what? I was one of those and, people. And we all thought we were critics. Exactly. I, mean, I I thought that, you know, because I was following what the internet was saying, I was right. Because, you know, look at all these people backing me up. You know, if I say Jar Jar Binks is an annoying character and everybody else is saying that, then I must be right, right? Right. Well, and then, and, but then in going back and being able to enjoy, like, to to have fun with the Phantom Menace and not be so hypercritical of it, Mm -hmm. it's a, it watches differently. The characters hit differently. Dude, I laugh. Every single time Jar Jar gets his tongue stuck in the uh, the numbing... Oh, what is it called? Dang it. Oh. Do um, you have to say the dialogue I, in your Yeah, head? I'm trying. <laughs> it happens all the time. I can't remember. I can't. It, in the beam. Yeah. In the beam. And I think that's all he says. If you, get, if you get stuck in that beam, you're going numb for hours. Yes. Or something like that. In an adorable little child voice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that makes me laugh now. Whereas I used to just roll my eyes and be like, oh, I am so high and mighty and critical. But now I I look back and I see how much of a dummy I was being. And, you know, I valued the internet's opinions over creating my own. Yeah, I mean, I never would have put Jar Jar as a favorite for anything. Although now, I mean, when, you know, the figure came out and I'm looking at him right oh, yeah. now. Like when the figure came out, we That's were excited. I, I was glad and I wanted to add him to the collection. I wanted to display him proudly. Um, not because he's a favorite or anything, but because I've come to appreciate Jar yeah. Jar. Um, he is such a fun and good character. Yeah. And, and yeah. And again, I think being able to loosen up and enjoy and, and, and 
see the fun of things uh, definitely changes the perspective. He is the most important character in the prequels. I'm going to go ahead and say that because if without you know him being manipulated by Palpatine, Palpatine never would have gotten into power. Okay. Very true. And he needed to be manipulatable. I mean, who else was going to vote him in? Exactly. Yeah, that is true. Not that I think Representative I'm Bruce. not going to give Palpatine that much credit that he foresaw that. No, but no. He definitely had a good exa- uh, advantage. He saw a hole in the back of a puppet. And so <laughs> right, he just exactly. stuck his fingers in. Um, Gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still don't have a legitimate answer for a least favorite. So we're just going to move on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ponkrell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Screw right, that I'll, guy. I'll, I'll, okay. You're stealing okay. my answers. I'll steal okay. yours. I'll jump okay. on this one okay. with you. Okay. Okay. He okay. sucks. The Umbar arc? is fantastic. It is one of my favorite arcs in Clone Wars. Screw Punk. He is responsible for the death of so many clones. Well, okay, so I do have, I, I have to agree. I don't like him. I don't agree with him. But I accept him. But, like, I do love that he's such a violent illustration yes. for the fall of the Jedi. Oh, 100%. So I almost feel like I can't, like, I don't like him. Don't get me wrong. But I have to appreciate the allegory oh, that Dave was going for. Not only that, but he also gives such a fantastic moment of characterization for Rex. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it, so well, good. Things begin there for, for Rex and Fives and the, mm-hmm. the crew that leads down into the Lost Missions and then later on into uh, Order 66 and everything. So, it, again, yeah. kind of instrumental. He, he hurt my boys, though. I know, and I completely give you that one. Um, but I can't outright hate him because I love that arc. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best arcs. But then again, I'm an emotional masochist too, so you I can, really are. I can take it. You watch Gundam. <laughs> um, what non-film content do you enjoy? I have to go back and remember. Uh, I mean, we already talked about yeah, it. Yeah, and we we both had the same answer for this one. Um, I think I was just piggybacking. Uh, yeah. At that point, because Tales of the Bounty Hunter was the only thing that I had consumed at that point. Sure. True. Uh, yeah. So is there anything else um, we don't have time to drone on about, but is there oh, anything on. else you're just like, I, I love these things. I love these standalone films so much. Yeah. Like Solo and Rogue One are two of the best Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Suck it, Scotty. Rogue One <laughs> is one of the best. All right. Does he not like Rogue One? He likes Rogue One, but he thinks it's filler. I mean, he's not wrong, but filler's, Shut not, up! <laughs> filler's not derogatory, though. Like I know, I like, know. It's like, my, I, I, well, it is and it isn't. It is filler by definition, but here's the thing. You know what filler is? It's just an episode. It just you know doesn't... what makes a, pop, a Pop-Tart good? <laughs> filler. <laughs> well, right. It's just like, I mean, that's like saying only if certain things happen, is it not filler? Like, is it a main episode? Like, I don't agree with that. Any episode between major plot points is a filler. Yeah. Watch The Simpsons. Every single episode is filler. So, yes and no, it's a filler. Yeah. It's become this derogatory thing. Well, it's not important to the... Re- but it is, though. It's just yeah. not the important... Or it's not the main stuff. It could be a side quest and still be cool, bro. Exactly. And I'm not saying that specifically to Scotty. I just mean in general. Like, I just wish we would get away from... I, because I, I grew up with anime where filler is... That is where that go drive cars? really got its start in, in being a uh, criticism word. Yeah, the manga isn't finished yet, so we need to fill in some space. And that's fine! It's great! <laughs> uh, 
oh my gosh, because they didn't do what they do now where it's just like, all right, that's season ending. We're going to come back next time when we have more content. Like they didn't do that. It was like, no, we make something up. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, like I just wish people would get away from in yeah. general. That's why there's so many tournament, tournament sagas in Dragon right? Ball. Yeah. <laughs> We're running out of manga. We need to make a tournament. Right. The entire Dragon Ball Super Saga is Kill Krillin. filler. Um, uh, so yeah, so I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. If I had to pick anything, I'd say I, I really enjoy the comics. I A lot of, uh, especially in the new canon, um, a lot of really big moments happen in the comics where it's just like, when I'm expressing why I love a certain character or certain moments, it's things you can't watch. You have to read. And mm-hmm. I always feel bad recommending that. But at the same time, it's just like, well, it's good, though. Oh, man. Charles Soule's Vader run. Yeah. One of the um, and so there, there's so much good happening in uh, books and comics. Yeah. And uh, I feel bad when people miss out on that. I get if it's not necessarily your thing. Um, give it some time. Read some reviews. Yeah. But give it a shot. Some of those audiobooks, some of those... Um, you know, digital editions are dirt cheap uh, a few months after. Pick one and try. Read Dooku Jedi Lost. You know, uh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, work backwards. If you like a certain movie, be like, you know, research books that are around that timeline or similar story elements. Go from there. Find similarities. I'm sure you'll find something. And so, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend um, Charles Soule's Vader, mm-hmm. Karen Gillan's Vader. Um, Really, anything with Vader? Vader, uh, Vader. <laughs> not Tales from Vader's Castle. Repetitive. Um, Avon Scott's uh, beautiful point man. Of view. Or if you want to go back, um, a lot of the Dark Horse comics that are legends now are still really, really good. The, the Dark Horse Clone yeah. Wars comics, I love them. Go back and read the I've Jedi Prince favorite. series. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, you don't like Trioculus and Triglops? All right. No, I do, absolutely. I just think you can... You can listen to I think you could ask, Michael. I was going to say, you, I think you'd ask Mike to tell you the story, and it's way better than yes. reading it. And it saves you like $3 at the secondhand store. Um, final question, finally, and to wrap it up. Finally. Uh, what did Star Wars mean to you as a kid, and what does it mean now? This was the only one where I stopped listening to the episode. I kind of wanted it to be a completely yeah. original thought of, you know, these years later, we've already talked enough about how much we've grown and mm-hmm. how much we've changed. So what does that mean for what Star Wars means to us? I mean, a very easy answer would be nothing. Like, I I didn't think too hard about Star Wars when I was younger. I It was something that I watched. It was content for my tiny ADHD brain. I I thought of it as... You know, something to do with my family. Sitting down and watching Star Wars because that's what you did on Saturday. Uh, but now, I feel like my life has been so permeated with Star Wars that there is no way I'm ever getting away from it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in a bad way. Like, I, I think now... Blink like, twice if you're in danger. A blunk, a blunk. <laughs> Just blunk, blunk, blunk. Um, I... I think about, you know, the friendships that I've made in the past couple of years. I'm going to try very hard to talk about this without getting emotional. Those started because of the podcast. I have made lifelong friends through, you know, this dumb 
space movie TV show content. And it has really taught me things about myself and given me cornerstones to look back at and be like, oh, this is why I'm so attached to Ahsoka. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. this is why I'm so attached to Maul because I, I see them where they are and I have felt that. And, you know, it's shown me the importance of listening to others and, you know, seeking perspective from people that I trust. And you know what? My favorite part about Star Wars now is sharing it with other people, uh, talking to you about it on a daily basis, uh, going and guesting on other people's dumb podcasts and <laughs> just like talking about this thing Ooh, that we mutually love. She said your podcast dumb. I, my podcast is dumb. Shut that's, up. That's true. Like I never, the twain shall be separated again, my life in Star Wars. And I am so incredibly You're thankful so for that. You're so freaking quotable tonight. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. And I definitely obviously see that. I've gotten yeah. to be uh, in the front row for a lot of that. And, um, I, and I think that's a big part of what Star Wars means to, to me now is just the journey we've been able to have with yeah. it. Like, so much of my life, it was just my thing. Um, you know, my mom tried, but Mama tried. She just liked Mace Windu. She liked Mace Windu, and that Windu was because of the purple though. lightsaber. And the, and and yeah, she liked Smiley. And guy. she couldn't remember his name ever. Uh, it's yeah. Jackson. That was that was what she called him, Smiley. Sure, mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was enjoyable in that way, but it was still my thing. It was largely only important to me and now i've got someone with whom to share that with um i've got a lot of other friends and uh folks now too um it's not just my experience it's not just this little thing that no one understands i mean it's still mine it's still personal but it's so much bigger now and Star Wars should never be a solitary experience. No, I, I, I really, I think that a big part of it is how you enjoy it with others. Um, and that invites a lot of trolls and idiots and other people, but yeah. you don't have to let them have a seat in the house. They can yes. just get off your lawn. Uh, like, yeah. you know, if we shut down because anyone and everyone could possibly also have an opinion to counter ours, then we also shut ourselves off from anyone who shares our opinions. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the scarier thing is to have no one to share it with yeah. than to have someone that doesn't get it. And I shared that pretty much the other day. Uh, I don't remember who I was talking to, but um, when you share your authentic self, you attract so many people different types of people but most importantly you attract people that are like you yeah yeah we were talking to our our youth group about that yeah um because i mean that's such a teenage thing and i i I mean we weren't teenagers but we were still young enough that i think we were in that mindset of we want this like we started this for us and yet we wanted it to be acceptable to others and that Mm -hmm. was such a contradiction it it's not for them it doesn't matter what other people think yeah um, the people who understand stick around. Exactly. And we appreciate uh, those that have, uh, those that yeah. have been 
along the whole ride, those that have been with us more recently, um, just anyone who tunes in, checks it out, and interacts, um, you're why we continue to do what we do. And you're why we can now say we continue to love Star Wars in a whole new way is because of the community, the people. And so we do it for the people. It's as much about the content we get as it is the people we get. And so, yeah, um, it's for us. Let's be honest. Sure. Like we do this just for us <laughs> and maybe two people. But yeah, I mean, and that's fair and that's fine. That's um, fine. So hopefully this has been an enlightening, enlightening episode. If you listened to that first episode, maybe you heard all of the change, but if this is uh, new to you, um, and you want, yeah. you can always go back to old episodes, but nope. I mean, <laughs> I tell people it's all don't start from the beginning. No, I mean, we, we've definitely figured it out much later in the game, but that's, mm-hmm. that's how you do. That's life. You figure it out by doing it, not by getting it all before you start. Um, and so, yeah, uh, hopefully you enjoy this. If you feel like sharing any of your experience, um, or any of your answers to these questions, you can do so on our social medias. Uh, particularly Twitter, where we're more active, but we are on yes. Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, thank you to our newest patron, Graham, What's for joining up, Graham? the crowd. Um, we appreciate you. We appreciate all of our patrons. Um, the support you give is super meaningful, and it's another example of how we don't really do things like everybody else. We don't have the best swag or the best we do you have know, swag. sign-on stuff. Um, we invite people to support us if they support us like yeah you know and that's probably infuriating to some people but it's how we do what we do so uh we appreciate folks like graham and and the rest of our patrons for for doing that nick doug rebecca you guys are awesome um and you can check out links in the description for that for um our affiliate link to buy some coffee if you want to support us